Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is up, my friends? It is officially spring. Spring has sprung, and so has BTSE and the Pittsburgh Steelers' hopes. Spring eternal. Tony Defio is here. Shannon White is here to join me, Brian Anthony Davis, the BAD. And I, I got a comment on that before we get started. One of my articles, you know, I have that... Uh, that article every week it's just a recap and it's called have a bad week and bad is in all caps and man i tell you what someone didn't like me today thinking how narcissistic i am for for um and i even mentioned that i'm narcissistic yes. in the letter i mean in the uh, in the article in the, in the heading and just basically i don't know how somebody bases their their whole persona on one's initials so there you go <laughs> Don't don't Tony. run from it, Brian. Embrace it. That's what I do. Just embrace the darkness. Is that is that basically what you're saying, right. Tony? Right. That's why yeah. that's why Tony and I are old school villains and old school heels. If we were in <laughs> in WCW or or uh, WWE, Shannon White, what is going on? Yeah, y'all could be like the you know recently departed Scott Hall. You know, just be a classic. Mm-hmm. Heel, you know, classic villain. So he was a guy that was a villain, but you had to love him. So oh, that, that made me think of my, him, you know. He was my absolute favorite. And mm. I used to walk around like Scott Hall. And last week when we got off, he was still alive, even though he yeah. was clinging to life support. And um, I didn't mention it last week. I did mention it. But I love his Hall of Fame speech. I love the the end of it. When you know hard work pays off, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So there you go. <laughs> so I absolutely love it. Hey, I'm so glad everybody's in here. Good to see Shannon. Good to see Tony. Good to see that it is the first day of spring officially. Uh, well, last year was last evening, yesterday, <clears throat> not just the evening, it was the first full day of spring. Excuse me, the first day of spring. Today is the first full day of spring. I always mess that up. So with that, happy spring, everybody. And it's nice to see that it's uh, sunshiny out. And hey, we might be doing this all year long. That might be a thing, not really this year, but next year. We might be having uh, we might be having Steeler 4 o'clock games and more daylight during Steeler 4 o'clock Ooh. games. If hmm. the whole Daylight Savings Time Act mm-hmm. passes. So very interesting stuff there. It is great to see everybody here. So much has happened since we last talked. The last time we talked, the Steelers had signed one free agent. It was Mitch Trubisky. They weren't that weren't very busy after that, were they, fellas? Tony, <laughs> what was your perception of the week? Oh, I I mean, you know. It's, it's probably uh, not as splashy as people think. Like, if you look at each individual move, that's your normal Steelers move. That's your practical Steelers move that they normally make. But since they have so much money to work with this year, they, they were able to address a lot, of, uh, a lot of needs. They still have some more work to do, but, you know, I, I like what they've done. And, and, and they're always, they're always um, interested in, in, in being competitive at the very least. At, at bare minimum, they want to they be competitive. And I think that's what they, they showed last week. Absolutely. Shannon White, what are your thoughts? Well, last week on the show, I said, my, you know, the guy I wanted him to target was James Daniels. And then early on t- Tuesday morning, we hear that they got him. And 
so I was very excited about that. I think he's a, to me, at 24 years old, coming off a four-year, you played out his four-year rookie deal as an early second-round draft pick. I mean, he is he is the best guy get they've had in fridge in quite a while, and he could really solidify that line. And I think Mason Cole, everybody's overlooking him, but I think he's kind of reminds me of a, a Jeff Hardings when they signed Hardings. He never quite lived up to his draft profile with Detroit, and he come here, and you know how great he was for the Steelers. So I, I think they've had a really outstanding free agency period so far, and, all, and none of the hits has been over four million in this first year. Mm-hmm. So they've still have money to go. So I think it's been great. They definitely do. And a lot of people are are mentioning more and more guys here. So we're going to talk about them all. Now, I want to ask you this. How do you feel one week later about Mitch Trubisky? Start with Shannon. No, nothing's changed. Um, I just listened to him talk and, Mm -hmm. you know, his interview and then when you think that Anthony Miller, who's probably going to get some real playing time this year, was kind of his go-to guy in Chicago. So they're probably going to have a better chemistry right off the bat than people think. I think he was just the the, the best option out there. Uh, I wanted him to go free agent and not give up draft capital or m- huge money because, you know, where they're having so many holes to fill. So I still feel great about him like I did last week. Tony. So Marcus Mariota ended up in in a place called Atlanta <laughs> or Hotlanta mm-hmm. today because Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, ended up in Indianapolis. So that's Indianapolis Ice now. Uh, <laughs> for, and only for a third-round choice. Now, the question for you, Tony, is, one, do you still feel great about Mitch? And two, do you feel that they would have gone for Matty Ice or somebody else if they would have waited. Uh, I still, I still feel great. I feel even better about Trubisky because you, know, you hear all the things his former teammates say about him in, in Buffalo and in Chicago. He seems to be a, a great guy that everybody loves, and to me, that's that's part of being a leader when you're a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you have to be sometimes tough on your on your teammates and 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 make sure they're in the right spot, but you also have to be well liked by them. So I like that. I like the fact that he's super elite or super elite, super mobile. We'll see. We'll find out if he's super elite, but he's definitely, he has elite mobility and he's still young enough. And uh, as far as the other guys, I think if, if, if they didn't sign Trubisky last week, uh, I could have seen them go for a guy like Mariota or Jameis Winston. He's still out there and Mariota was still out there as of, uh, you know, Monday. As far as uh, like a, a Matt Ryan, I think I don't. I think it was either a late twenties bridge quarterback or uh, or or they were just going to ride with Mason and, and and Dwayne Haskins or draft somebody. I don't. I don't think they were going to want to pick up a a, a guy uh, who's been around as long as Matt Ryan. I think you know. I don't think they have that kind of team right now. I think they they still have some more moves to make to become a, a legit contender to be able to pick up a, a veteran quarterback like a Matt Ryan. So I will say this. Usually hindsight is 2020. No, last week's site was 2020, and I'm still happy with the Mitch Trubisky pick. It's exactly where we needed to go. Let's go ahead to some thoughts now across the pond from 
Owen Britsberg. Hello, BTSC. Hello, Bad, my main man. Welcome to Britsburg, voice from across the pond. I'm Owen, I'm over here in England, broadcasting to you um, here on Behind the Steel Curtain and fantastic to be here. Well, sorry bad, I am not sat here in a tuxedo, a James Bond tuxedo, I do apologise, but I am sat here in my mooth shirt, who I love. Well, absolutely buzzing bad after these uh, um, free agency days that we've just had, uh, my phone constantly binging and beeping and one of the biggest things for me that got me absolutely buzzing this week was the acquisition of Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I know that makes me sound a bit sad but that's just me, I'm still obsessed, I'm starting to sound like Jeff Hartman aren't I, been a bit of a homer there. But why, why you may ask, why am I buzzing about the acquisition of Mitchell Trubisky? Well for me, let's deal with the first thing, this guy fits the Matt Canada system. It gives Matt Canada the best opportunity he's got to make his system work. This guy is mobile, he can move. He's got the legs to move. He's even Josh Allen said he is an athlete. If you look at, for example, his rushing record in 2018 when he was a pro bowler, 68 attempts, 421 yards, 6.2 average, three touchdowns. As well, if you look at the use of pre-snap motion, now we all know that Matt Canada loves pre-snap motion. It's one of his big things. Mitchell Trubisky, when pre-snap motion was used in Chicago, even with that awful Bears offense, his quarterback rating was 22.5 points better when pre-snap motion was used. If you look at his TDs to interception ratio, with motion, he threw 29 touchdowns, only had seven interceptions. Whereas when there was no motion, he threw 35 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Much better when there was motion. So look out for that being used a lot more this season. Last season, the Pittsburgh Steelers used pre-snap motion on 36% of their snaps. Like I said, look out for that being higher this year. Why else am I optimistic? Well, this guy's got the fourth best winning percentage. He's in the top five winning percentages of active quarterbacks with over a 1,000 attempts. Fantastic. His winning percentage is 0.596 or 59.6%. His record of 34 wins, 23 losses as a starter. You know... He gets a lot of criticism, Mitch Trubisky, from his time in Chicago, but he had a fairly awful offense in Chicago, a very limited offense that relied very much on dink and dunk passing and on Tariq Cohen's running. And Matt Nagy never, ever allowed him, never really developed him properly. Matt Nagy obviously was sacked by the Chicago Bears because they feared he was destroying Justin Fields the same way he destroyed Mitch Trubisky. What else? If you look at this guy's career statistics as well, did you know that Mitch Trubisky has never thrown a pick six in his career? fact what else well he's a completion percentage for his career 64.1 percent a pretty decent uh, completion percentage he's thrown for over 10,000 yards he averages 6.7 yards per completion 64 tds to 30 interceptions so a good td to interception ratio moreover if you look at him and compare him with somebody else in the afc north or possibly not in the afc north much longer who knows baker mayfield Baker Mayfield's win-loss record is 29 wins, 30 losses. Mitchell's, as I've said, is 34 and 23. Baker's completion percentage, 61.6. Mitchell's, 64.1. TDs to interceptions. Well, Baker's throwing 92 TDs, 36 interceptions. Mitchell, 64 and 38. Quarterback ratings aren't that much different. Mitchell, 87. Baker, 87.8. For me, Mitchell Trubisky just brings something to the Steelers that I can see being really beneficial, really giving that Matt Canada system the opportunity to work. He is the perfect bridge quarterback for the Steelers. And the fact that we got him on such a good deal, well, that's absolutely amazing. You know, 
well done Omar Khan get your hat off to Omar Khan yeah two years 14.25 million that could rise to I think it's 27 million with incentives I for one hope he earns all those incentives and we pay him 27 million because if he does and if he earns that money it means the Steelers have done well I think he's the perfect quarterback to have this year and then next year we can draft a, someone in the 2023 draft where there are better quality quarterbacks than this year's Stroud, Young, Grayson McCall, Spencer Rattler, who can then sit behind Mitch for a year and come in afterwards. Very much like Kansas City did with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. But I'm over the moon with the signing of Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's going to come in and make a real difference to the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. He's a big upgrade on Mason Rudolph and he's got the mobility and he's got a fairly decent arm on him to go downfield when he needs to. So, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing Mitchell Trubisky play for the Chicago, uh, for the Freudian slip there, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be fantastic to see how we line up on day one with Trubisky. We've got the weapons there. We've got so much better weapons, haven't we, on our offense than he ever had in Chicago. We've got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Freyamuth, Najee Harris, Zach Gentry. And we could still make signings. We could still bring back Juju or pick up a wide receiver in the draft or bring another one running back too. I'm sure that Mitchell Trubisky has his mouth is watering at the prospect of throwing the ball to Chase, throwing the ball to Deontay, throwing the ball to Pat Freyamuth. And that's another good thing about Mitch Trubisky. He's going to be so good for Pat Freyamuth. He's going to really open that middle up with the use of Pat Freyamuth over the middle, fighting for those extra yards, which will help to open the running game for Najee Harris. So this is Owen signing off for now. Thanks again, Bad. Um, and let's go. Here we go, Steelers. All right. Thanks a lot, Owen, for those thoughts from the pond. I appreciate that. We are going to go ahead and see you each and every, well, not see you, hear you each and every week here on, well, actually, Bad Language. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check out Bad Language, man, please do so. Guys, check out my new show. It's a different show than I usually do. It's basically me in my own form just ranting about stuff and just talking to myself. Hmm. It's like pretty much a car ride with me when I'm by myself. So that's mm-hmm. that's really it. If you really want to peek into that, definitely check that out. And check out all of BTSC shows. I mean, Tony's show, Friday night, Friday night six-pack with Tony. That is a blast to check out. Tony also can be heard here every week on Mondays. And then there's Shannon White, who is going to be here on Mondays as well with me. And I tell you what, I think Shannon's doing a great job. There is going to, let's let's give it about another month. And we're going to see a big promotion for Shannon White on the uh, BTSC network. So that is coming. It is uh, coming, and he's going to enhance an already established show. So uh, congratulations to Shannon on that. I'm just going to do a teaser, just a teaser. I'm not going to tell you what's going on, but we will unveil that in the next couple weeks. So with that being said, let's get back to the Steelers draft. Somebody in the live chat asked me to go ahead and grade this draft. I'm not a big fan of grading, but I will go ahead and and do it. And I'm not sure who asked me that. Um, it, it was Reginald. There you go. Um, Reginald Rivers, great fan of the show, great friend of the show. What is our overall grade on the Steelers signings? Look, we can go anywhere on this, but you're not going to go below it would be hard to go below a C plus. I'm going to give it a B plus and almost an A minus. 
really, in my mind right now, it's an A, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to go complete Homer on everybody. So I'm just <laughs> going to go B plus. And the reason why I'm going to go B plus is it's because there wasn't a huge splash. With that being said, you don't need a huge splash if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. A huge splash for the Steelers is going to cost plenty of draft capital, and that's something we talked about. The Denver Broncos made a huge splash, but they are going to drown in that in about three years, possibly. Other teams make big splashes. The move that the Steelers made is safe, and it could be very effective. We are going to just see how this plays out over the next two years. You don't lose your shirt if this doesn't if this doesn't work out. I believe Mitch Tr- Trubisky is going to be a massive upgrade over Mason Rudolph, and I believe that he's going to be really good. I think, is he going to be the quarterback of this team in 10 years? I don't know. I'm the odds might say no that he won't be. But if he's if he gets all of the money from that contract, if he gets all of those bonuses, this is not just a home run, it is a grand slam and it is a slam dunk, it's a hat trick and it's anything you want it's a knockout. Anything that you want to talk about a great sports move, it is going to be huge. And Art Gordon says but a big splash but is a big splash equal to a Super Bowl? No, a big splash is, I mean, hey, the Broncos made a big splash. You know, teams make, uh, gosh, the Cleveland Browns made a big splash. I don't <laughs> think that's going to end up in being a Super Bowl, but it's a huge right. splash. And it's where you come up. I mean, because when you make a big splash, you're going to go down to the bottom of the pool, right? It's right. how you come back up. How you fare. Because, man, if uh, if Shannon White does a cannonball, mm-hmm. there's two things that are going to happen. One, he's going to knock himself out at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> he's still going to make a big splash. Everything, everybody's going to be wet. Or he's going to pop right back up, dry off, and people are going to uh, celebrate him, and the men in the hills will sing songs about him. <laughs> And that's what you're looking for here when we're talking about a big splash. So once again, you could drown in that big splash. And if Shannon goes through the floor of the pool and Shannon, I'm just messing with you because you know, if I make that splash, I'm knocking myself out at the bottom and, (laughs) and, uh, and somebody's giving me mouth to mouth and I'm not going to get the, I'm not getting the hot lifeguard. I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the dude with bad teeth saving me so well uh, go ahead tony well i mean it all depends on where a team's at too and and you know like the broncos i mean they've since uh peyton manning i mean was it paxton lynch drew Locke? i mean they've been trying to find that next quarterback and they they couldn't do it so they had to go out and get russell wilson you look at the bills look at all all the money they spent on von miller at 32 years old i mean that, that it's not all guaranteed money but they're in a position where they they believe they're they're this close to, to getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. So uh, they're in that position where they're one of the better teams in the NFL right now. So they have to make those kind of moves. The Steelers are in a different spot, at least right now. They don't have to go nuts. They just got rid of – or they, I shouldn't say get rid of – they just parted ways with their, their franchise player of 18 years. So they're in a different spot than the Browns and the Bills and, and, and those kind of teams. 
the Los Angeles Rams made a huge splash over the last three years, and Shannon White will tell you all about that. But, Shannon, I want to ask you this. Could we possibly see in the next two years a long drought after that splash because they knocked all the water out of the ocean? It's possible. The main thing is they had to win one championship, and they did. So I believe it was worth the going all in. Yeah, and we're all going to do that. Yeah, and but I think that the you know, one you have to be in position to do that, and they've done it two years in a row, uh, trading away first round picks and then having strong second, third, fourth round selections to get to that point. The real splash, as you said earlier, was the Cleveland Browns with the Deshaun Watson two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. That's unheard of in football. It just doesn't happen. So, in other words, the Browns, it, the next day after Mayfield said, I'm leaving, they realized that the next day Watson said, you know, you're all out of the running. So, to get a franchise quarterback to come to Cleveland, you got to give him a record contract of $230 million. They went all in. They're the and, and give away bunch of picks yeah so and and they are the perfect team to do that because they're a laughing stock they've never even been to the super bowl and they're not very far removed from removed from a winless season so of all the teams in the nfl they were the team that could actually do that because their fan base is going to be there regardless obviously and so they went all in but you know they mortgaged everything <laughs> On that move, uh, nobody else in their right mind would have done that So, or would have been in position to do that. But that's not the Steelers. They don't do desperate. They, No matter what the situation, I think they're rebuilding. But to the Roonies, no, this ain't a rebuild. We're just going to reload real quick, and we're, we're coming back. And so based on last year and then what they've already done at free agency, I think they're in the middle of the rebuild at least. And then depending on what they do the rest of the way, if they get them a couple of big game changers, say Methe uh, the Honey Badger or Gilmore, that defense could be dominant next year, and that would neutralize all these offenses they're going to be going up against. So to me, that's the, the next best route to try to make sure they stay competitive. All right, real quick, I've got to bring this up just because you're going to be brought up if you make me laugh. And Billy Steelers fan forever – I've never seen you on here before, but you are now one of my personal favorites <laughs> because Cleveland passed on Bo Cal Callahan too. <laughs> ha ha, Draft Day movie. Have you guys seen Draft Day? Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. I just hate that it's Cleveland. Draft Day is a fun, fun movie. I yeah. <laughs> Now, Tony Defio, Tony will attest that when I tell him to watch a movie, he doesn't, he's one of the few people that doesn't wait. He goes and watches a movie that I say, Tony, watch this movie. For some reason, it passed you up. And more often than not, I don't think he's ever come back and say, Brian, you were, I just didn't like it. But so I already assigned him one the other day. Now I'm going to assign you draft day. And I usually watch draft day right before the draft because it, it, <laughs> it, it just, even though it's the Cleveland Browns, I just love how clever that movie is and i've always been a kevin costner fan so mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm going to go ahead and add that to the list uh so you poke out love i would have i would have that was wisconsin's quarterback i guess and i would have i would have passed on bo callahan too i i think uh 
I think it worked out right. So Kevin Costner's character would not have made that Watson trade. <laughs> no, no, he he would have not. Um, but yeah, he wouldn't. And the Steelers. Let's just. I, I want to ask everybody in the live chat. And look, if there's somebody else that disagrees with me, feel free to do so. And I'm I'm definitely fine with it. But the question that I want to ask everybody is this: What if you say that 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 trade falls in your lap, and you're the Steelers? Would you? What have you made that deal? Would have you been? No, let, let me trade that. Would you be pissed off if the Steelers did that, Tony? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily be, be angry, uh, but it, it would be, I, I'd feel a little uneasy about it. Uh, when you, when you read the, the, all these allegations, um, and as far as the, 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 the draft picks and, and the money guaranteed, I mean, you know, they, they've spent so many years, uh, trying to make a, their roster work with Ben's salary. And now you're, you're guaranteeing somebody $230 million. I mean, that's, that's, that would just make it hard to continue to read to build this team. You're, you're trading away all these, even if Deshaun Watson was a choir boy, you're, you're trading away all these draft picks and you're guaranteeing him $230 million. Uh, it would, it would be kind of hard to, uh, I mean, he would have to be, you know, Peyton Manning plus, uh, you know, John Elway plus Joe Montana all rolled in one to make it, to, to, to bring this team into a, you know, a Super Bowl uh, to, to take it to a Super Bowl, I think, because you would, it would be hard to, to 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 fill other areas of your team with with all the draft picks and that money. And I really think that's the bottom line because Tone Deaf said so. And the mm -hmm. reason the reason I feel that Mitch is probably the best in the situation is because you get an upgrade over Mason. You actually get an upgrade over 2021 Ben if I could be perfectly honest with that. And I feel that in this situation that you can do so many other things. This makes, to me, this makes Najee Harris the true star of the team, and this is his show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mitch Trubisky gets a chance to, I mean, nobody likes gay manager, but when you've got a running back like Najee Harris – you can you can run him 25 to 30 yards a game and i guarantee you he's going to be in a lot of people's top 10s in fantasy football i know fantasy doesn't matter to some people but he is a guy that if you want to look at probably having probably the most excited person out of everybody on the pittsburgh steelers should be Najee harris to see mitch trubisky come in here i i think that would be great um if i were him i i would probably be elated because that's exactly what it does. Would have I taken a talent like Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But as BTSC's very own, and he was just up here, Tate Boys, Kevin Tate, check out his new show, We Run the North, every Sunday. For me, it's not the compensation. It's the $230 million fully guaranteed. My gosh. I cannot see how they're going to recover from this. If they... Uh, and I don't really see how they can put weapons around him. It's like right. spending money for a flashy, flashy car yeah. and not yeah. being able to get leather seats and <laughs> all the amenities in it. Well, look because... at the... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm sure I, I, I... Look at look at, look at what happened 
to the two, 20, 2012 Ravens after they had to give Joe Flacco all that money. I mean, they had to part ways with, with a lot of players who were uh, instrumental in winning that Super Bowl. And that was 10 years ago when quarterbacks were getting 20 million a year. So, you know, it's gonna, I think it's going to be tough for Cleveland. They're going to have to, in order for this to pay off, they're going to have to have to win it all. Um, there's some that disagree about, about uh, Trubisky not being, saying Trubisky is not an upgrade. I'm just really, I think for what they had last year, I mean, Ben had no help. Of course, he's going to get an offensive line here, but there's things that Ben wasn't doing well last year that I kind of, I really think that, uh, that another, most other quarterbacks would have been able to do. And that's not to denigrate the great career of Ben Roethlisberger. It's just the fact that Rudolph, Haskins, Joshua Dobbs did not want those guys in here. And you wanted to bring in some new life. And if it wasn't Trubisky, I was going to be, I was going to be hounding for uh, Marietta Mariota next. I was going to be pounding the table. Let's talk about the other free agents real quick that came in. I'm going to ask you guys to do an exercise here. I want you to take out of the six, I want you to go ahead and take the least exciting pick out of the six. And we're not including Chuksakora four in here. We're just talking about <laughs> we're we're just talking about the top six of the the new men coming in here to play. So Tony, what is the uh, the least exciting out of the six for you? Uh, probably probably Mason Cole because Mason Cole? I, you know I, I, yeah, but I think he could be you know he could. Be, I don't, you know what actually me. I I don't want you to elaborate yet. Okay, Mason Cole. Okay, just just for the sake of the uh, exercise, Shannon White. I'm excited about all of them, but uh, Gunnar Olasowski is that how you say his name? Oh, I, I'm not even trying. I think it's Gunnar Olasowski, yeah. but he he would be my even though I'm excited about him, he's the least. I now he's one of my favorites just for the fact I can't wait for Yenzers to be going. You going Dan Tana Hines in that <laughs> and seeing Gunnar Olasowski? <laughs> I mean, I have no clue. I, I'm going to wait until Bill Hillgrove does it for me. Yeah. Um, and maybe he might be just Gunner O. Tony. I believe it's Oshevsky. I, I believe I, I'm almost positive. That's my, uh, my uncle's. Uh, I should know this after all these years. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's how they spell their name. Anyway. It's Oshevsky. Andrew Wilbar oh, yeah. says Oshevsky. And I, I yeah, trust. Yeah. Well, Andrew. I butchered that one. Uh, Oshevsky. <laughs> I, okay. So your least. You're, the least exciting to you is Olszewski. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm asking you that, of the six, those are the least exciting to you. Now, tell me why you're excited about Mason Cole, Tony. Well, I'm excited for his versatility. I mean, he could play center and guard, and you know he's still young. He's a you know he's um, a third round pick. He's 25 years old. So I mean, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not an expert on offensive line play at all, as people are always telling me. I'm not an expert on anything except for being a jerk. But uh, I, I like the fact that that um, he's versatile and he's young, and uh, he could play. He started a lot last year at center, and he could, he could also start at guard for you. And and if it doesn't, if if Kendrick Green uh, makes that leap in the second year, then you have some really real quality depth depth with a young football player. All right, Shannon White. Now, what excites you about Olszewski? Well, one, I know how to say his name now. 
That's exciting. Uh, he <laughs> that doesn't former, count. <laughs> former All-Pro, uh, as somebody already pointed out, which I knew that with the Patriots, uh, solid kick returner. I don't know if he offers much outside of special teams, but he'll be able to focus solely on that. And he's been very reliable when I looked up some of his numbers as far as ball security, which you have to be if you're playing for the Patriots. So I'm very excited, as you say, for the presence he's going to bring. If you see him in the the interviews and and uh, where he was signing his contract and all, he looks like he's got a dip of skull in and he's hat on backwards. Mm. And he's ready to go hunting or running one or the other. So uh, I think he's going to be a really good fit. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. So I'm excited about that uh, because, you know, we lost three wide receivers in free agency thus far, but I think it was all three guys that we were expecting and willing to let go. So I'm looking for upgrades there. Well, I will say this. Do you remember a gentleman named Sean Morey for this team? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very important to this team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That could be Gunnar Olszewski and one of the greatest names ever. Just Gunner. I mean, you've got a guy named Gunner and he's on special teams. Oh, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So the reason that we did this exercise is simple, gentlemen. You told me that that is the least exciting, not your least favorite, not the uh, not the one that you didn't like the most, just the one that was the least exciting out of the whole six. So you ju- both of you just gave very good reasons why those two gentlemen were signed to this team. So what I'm saying here is that's a fantastic signing of six players then. If you have, if the guy that you're least excited about, you just gave a lot of pros and a lot less cons. Now, did I ask you for cons? Not really. But there's not much bad you can say about the Mason Cole signing or the Gunnar Olszewski signing. The reason there's not much bad to say about it is because they fit the puzzle in Pittsburgh. And that's what the Steelers always do well. So I, I love it. I love the, the idea of Mason Cole in there. I definitely love the idea of Gunnar Olszewski. <clears throat> now we go to the other, we've already talked about Mitch Trubisky. We, we know that he's going to, uh, He's not great with the long ball, but we're going to see what this change of scenery does with the former second overall pick in the NFL draft. We're going to see how they build around him, and I'm going to bring up a guy, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer was not great, but they had a great defense, and they had good pieces around him, and the Baltimore Ravens went to the Super Bowl with that guy and won the Super Bowl with that guy. There's There's been quarterbacks like that a lot over the years. So I'm really excited. Now, Daniels seems to be, if I asked you who you thought the home run of the, of the, of the first seven days were, I I think a lot of people would say Daniels because the fact that he's 24, because of the fact that uh, he's on the precipice of being a pro bowler and he could really solidify that line. Tony, can he be a David DeCastro type thing? I don't know if he's going to have that kind of a career, but he, he could definitely be a solid and uh, uh, Pro Bowl caliber uh, guard for the next 10 years. I mean, you know, he's he's already at, he already has 48 career starts. And the only reason why he doesn't have more is because he had a, a, a serious injury a couple of years ago. So, I mean, 
I don't know if he's going to be David DeCastro, but he could definitely, he definitely has the potential to to be a, a perennial Pro Bowl player, which I guess that would be like David DeCastro. So, so um, and maybe, I mean, of course, David DeCastro had a uh, much better pedigree when he came into the league. Uh, it was Daniels was the second round pick, but I mean, he definitely is the home run of this uh, free agent class. I mean, that's the, the prototypical Steelers free agent signing, except for, it's sexier because they had more money to work with this time around, and, 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 they, and they got a great young player on a great deal. Now, I have a policy that uh, I love differing opinions on the show, but if there's one that I disagree with, I will I will speak I will speak to it, and I will still not denigrate the person who's saying it. I got to bring up Trey here. Pro Bowls mean nothing. Fans vote on Pro Bowls. Trey, you're wrong. And the reason you're wrong on that, Trey, is because fans vote for a third of the Pro Bowls. The uh, the players and the organizations vote on the Pro Bowls. So it's not like baseball where the fans vote in the entire thing. And then the managers come in and bring in the uh, the reserves. You've got to be – you still have to be pretty good to make a Pro Bowl. Have there been misses? Have there been misses from the Pro Bowl voting over the years? Yeah. We uh we saw Marquise Pouncey make the Pro Bowl way past his prime and way past his playing, but I I would say that you know a Pro Bowl is a pretty big deal. Now on Olszewski, let's go back to Olszewski. The fact that he made All Pro as a special teamer, we'll talk about All Pro when you're All Pro. The fans have nothing to do with that, and man, you got to celebrate the fact that you have an All Pro coming in. And another thing that you've got to celebrate that a lot of people didn't think about, not only are you bringing in an all-pro special teamer, you're bringing a guy back in Miles Killebrew that had two or three votes for the the all-pro team last year. He just missed being second-team all-pro. So that's a big deal to me as well. So, gentlemen, I like what you said about Daniels. We've talked about four guys so far and they've all been on offense so let's talk about defense and the one guy on defense that we don't really know too much about but we're starting to learn about is the man from buffalo i absolutely love this signing because in and when i first when i first heard about it i was like who's this guy who is levi wallace the only thing that uh, Yinzers and me know about Levi's is, hey, they're a good pair of jeans. But <laughs> Levi Wallace is, uh, he has a chance to be special. And the Buffalo fans were saying, that's how much he signed for in Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me? So let's talk about that signing first and what it does for the secondary. Shannon White, I'd like to start with you. Levi Wallace is... KT Smith was talking about after the signing is a cover two guy, which is something the stores have been looking for, for they, they always try to get those guys. He's going to replace what the stores lost with Joe Hayden outside of the leadership and the experience. He's an upgrade on what I think Hayden had became last year when he obviously lost the step. So even though we're going to miss Hayden, I think that, Levi Wallace is going to minimize that loss and he's going to be at least, 
you know, a very solid cornerback too for the team. Uh, even though I think Witherspoon is also better as a cornerback too, but you could put him more in man coverage that you don't want to leave Wallace in that often. But Wallace is, is a great story uh, of perseverance and, you know, former walk-on won a national championship with Alabama. He's the kind of guy that kind of like Alex Highsmith. Those are the kind of guys you want on a team overachievers, guys that, continue to develop and build their body and build their game. Wallace is that. And when you hear guys, like you said, fans of other teams saying, I can't believe we lost them for that hmm. amount of money. That tells you the stores are doing something right. Tony, imagine, let's go back in, in the uh, BTSC DeLorean. I know you've logged a lot of hours and miles in, in that one. So hmm. let's talk about this. Let's go back in time. Imagine the Steelers defense without Brent Alexander. Imagine the Steelers defense without Deshae Townsend. Mm. And imagine the Steelers defense without Ryan Clark. Yes. Could Levi Wallace be a signing like that? And I think Shannon said it. Yeah, not sexy. Not a not a name where you're like, oh yeah, they I mean he's not the honey badger. Right. But the Steelers have done really well with Robbins next to Batman. And yeah. I really think that this guy could be one of those. Um, Sean Manahan says Ryan Clark was the glue in the secondary, but I will dare say that you're not doing anything without Brent Alexander, um, even though he didn't win a, win a ring, but you're not doing anything. You're definitely not doing anything without Deshae Townsend. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Brent Alexander, he had this. He had two interceptions against against Baltimore in the 01 uh, divisional round. Of course, we know what the Shea meant to that defense. I mean, he started out as a as a backup, but then by the end, he was a uh, he was a starter, and and he was uh, he was like a coach on the field. And of course, Ryan Clark. If Ryan Clark, uh, if it was for Troy Polamalu, Ryan Clark would probably be more fondly remembered as a as a as a Steeler legend because he he did a lot of great things for them. I mean, speaking of that. Uh, Speaking of the Ravens, that, that 2010 division around, he had two turnovers to help with that comeback. So, and, and he was an undrafted free agent. Deshae was a lower round pick. I don't remember what Brent Alexander was, but he was a he was a veteran addition that they brought on uh, later in his career that, that helped them uh, transition from those late 90s teams into those early 2000s teams that, that were contenders again. So, yeah, I mean, you're not always going to get the the uh, the the splashy. Uh, guy in free agency but if you, if you can get a, a valuable role player well i mean if, if, if levi wallace has the, the kind of steelers career that those three guys have i mean that that it would pay off uh 10 times you know i lost my nathan tewksbury uh comment he is on fire in the live chat with really good stuff um and he had a comment earlier that that he uh brought up early and then brought up later and i wish i had it but he just had one now. I mean, he's really some good stuff. And I cannot even, I'm looking for it, but I can't tell you tell you what it is. But it was, if uh, Nathan, if you want to throw that in there once again, I would love it because it was a very good take. But with that, and it's something that he put in here twice. So I just, it's just something that I can't find. But I got to tell you, it was, it was thought out and uh very good um as far as everything else goes 
we haven't talked about Miles Jack yet. And Miles Jack is, you know, I had a chance the other day to to listen to uh, Jeffrey Benedict talk about this with Michael Beck on the curtain call. The signing, he was a little confused about the signing, not saying that he didn't love the signing. He just made a comment that, man, you have two of the fastest linebackers. I mean, you're going to have very, there it is. There it is. Okay. Thanks, Nathan. I appreciate it. I'll get to that in a second. Um, You're going to have some very fast defenders in the middle of the field now. The only thing is you've got to make sure that you're, you're clogging up the middle because of the offensive linemen get to these guys. They're going to go ahead and neutralize and Bush. So what are your thoughts? First of all, Tony, what does Jack do for Bush coming in? Well, I think he takes the pressure off him a little bit. I mean, he's, he's definitely an upgrade over Joe Schobert. At least he would appear on paper. And he's, he's the kind of inside linebacker, the kind of dynamic inside linebacker that Bush should aspire to be at this point in his career. So I think that's what it does for him. It, it, it takes the pressure off and, and uh, it, 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 put, it adds another weapon to the middle of that defense. And, 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 you know, if Bush can get, can turn his game around and get to that point uh, this year, then you're going to have uh, two studs in the middle of that defense and that defense is going to be that much better. But like you said, it, 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 it you know, that defensive line is going to have to be shored up a little bit too to, to help those guys out. Shannon White, all the pictures I've seen from Jacksonville with Miles Jack over the last year or so, he's had a C. There have been a C on his, there's been a C on his jersey for captain. How much of a difference do you think that makes to the Steelers' defense? Jax was a stud. He is a stud. They got rid of all his talented teammates after that 2017 season uh, because, you know, they didn't have the quarterback. So the team wasn't competitive the next year. So Calais Campbell leaves, they trade Ramsey. They, all those guys that was around him, he was the last remaining holdover. You know, I've talked before about Devin White and um, David, the two inside linebackers for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're incredible. They're the best tandem in the NFL. Both of those guys can take on a blocker, though, disengage and make a tackle. That's not Miles Jack's strength. That's not his specialty. He's very similar to Bush in how he plays, even though he is more physical than Bush. I would rather see him be a replacement for Bush than playing alongside Bush because I think they still need – a run thumper in there as a buck linebacker. And there's some really good options in this draft class. You also have, but you have buddy Johnson coming back. Who's also a a buck linebacker and is more physical against the run. I, I, I understand the concept of the speed factor with having Jackson Bush together, but you can't have two guys trying to run around blocks in the center of that defense. Trey says, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a 3-4 defense, one of those MLPs would have to be the thumper. Aren't they both coverage guys? They have no thumper like they had in Vince Williams. And Trey, that's exactly what what Shannon just said, too. You said it first, so we're going to give you credit. I will say this, though. Brian Flores is going to make sure he employs Robert Spillane a good bit 
in this defense too. And this is a guy that took took a lot of uh, the parts he usually don't use from the chicken plant and put it in and made beautiful dishes. <laughs> so that's something that, uh, my gosh, I just grossed, my out, grossed myself out with that analogy. But he could take uh, you know, the, uh, the old taking chicken bleep and trying to make chicken salad. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores could take lesser known parts and go ahead and make a fantastic chicken salad. And I think that they're going to, you're going to see some interesting rotations. So I think that's something that might pay off here. The, uh, the thing I was looking for from Nathan Tewksbury, Jack joining the defense with the all pro players around him reminds me of another 26 year old signing James Ferrier. And we know how well Potsy was for this team. He was absolutely fantastic. Liberty, Liberty.com, Liberty Library.com, $5. Thank you very much for the uh, super chat. Jack is going to be a beast. There's a lot of exclamation points in there, too, and I absolutely agree. There's a lot of people excited about Miles Jack as well. So we talked about all six of those guys, and when you're talking about those players, that's why you've got to be excited about this draft, excuse me, about this uh, free agent hall. And the reason you need to be excited about it is just for the fact that they all fit in, they fill needs in an economical way, and they are. you have some potential all pros, pro bowlers, uh, potential stars on the t- this team. So I'm going to ask you guys just real quick, rapid fire. In three years, how many of these six are still on this team? Tony. Uh, I'll say three. Shannon. Based on the age and the salaries, uh, I would say possibly four to five of them. Yeah. I, you know, I'll agree with both of you on that. I mean, very good. So one of the things that we want to talk about, and we're going to talk about this, this quick is where do the Steelers stack up now in the AFC? We're not going to go team by team, but when you look at the lower tier teams, Like the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, you're going to, I would expect the Steelers to be ahead of the Jacksonville Jaguars still. Who do you think is going to be ahead of the Steelers? And where do you think the Steelers are going to uh, be right now in the AFC? Tony, I'll start with you. I think, I think they're putting themselves in a position to kind of be where they were last year. And that's a team that's going to be fighting at the very least for for a a wild card spot at the end of the year six seven uh kind of seed i think that's where they were in these moves uh uh reinforce i think getting trubisky helped tremendously because he's a he's a he's a, you know he's a he's a veteran quarterback who's done some things in the league he's not a high level quarterback at this point by any stretch but but i think you know they're they're, they're definitely they definitely didn't drop off with this free agent uh, hall. I think they, they put themselves in the position again to be a, a contender for, for at least a wild card spot. Because, you know, other teams, they made some moves too. So, Shannon, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to go a little different direction with this. I'm going to name the, these three teams, and I'm going to see if you think that they have put themselves in position to be better than these three teams. Baltimore Ravens. Well, the Ravens, if they just get healthy based on what's coming back, who all they were missing last year, 
they're going to be much improved. But with this free agency hall that the Steelers have had so far, and that don't include, you know, the guys they might sign in the draft, I, I say the Steelers can still be ahead of them. Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I, I think that the Watson, even though if he, he probably help him on offense, he's going to be suspended for a while. That's going to hurt him. Uh, and I, I don't think it's they're doing themselves any favors in the locker room. So I think they're going to take a step back. Cincinnati Bengals have added some offensive linemen, and everybody thought that's what they need. But do they suffer a Super Bowl hangover? Could the Steelers surpass them, Shannon? Burroughs is just the class of the, the division. So because of that, uh, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they'll still win the division. Uh, they have upgraded on the line, as you said. and uh, But it just uh, it's not good for teams getting back to the Super Bowl after losing. Tony, the only team that I'm concerned with in the AFC East still right now is the Buffalo Bills. The Steelers, do you think they could surpass the Buffalo Bills this year? No, because I think I think the Bills are, are maybe the best team in the AFC right now. I, I think that I think they really are, and I think adding Von Miller uh, that's going to give them a, somebody to try to uh, deal with Patrick Mahomes uh, with 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So uh, I I I think the Bills are the class of the AFC. Okay, let's go look at the Colts and not the Texans, not the uh, the Jaguars, but the Titans. Tony. I think they can surpass both of those teams, don't you? There's a, there's a chance. I think they, I think the Steelers might. They could very well uh, have the best defense in, in at least the AFC next year. So if everybody comes back healthy, so I mean, I think they can definitely compete with those two teams and surpass them for sure. Shannon, that leaves the AFC West, and I'm going to ask you who's the toughest team in the AFC West right now. And don't go through all four of them because that's going to take us an hour. <laughs> they're, they're all incredible. Um, oh, man, who's the best? Um, I I kind of got to lead to the Chargers. Um, I, I just think that, that, you know, Herbert's incredible. And they're improving on defense uh, this, you know, offseason. So, even though they're all good, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. Tony, who are you taking in that division? Oh, I, I still think the Chiefs are, are, are the team to beat, but I think it's close. I think I think the Chargers are, are up and coming, and I'm really liking what they're doing, especially this offseason. They're going all in. So, but I, I, the Chiefs are so proven otherwise. My my friend Big E is going to love this because I actually think the Broncos for this season, even mm. though I said they're they might drown in this. In three or four years, but I think for this season they make a huge move and win that division. So that's something that uh, greatly excites me. But of those four teams, is there any that the Steelers can't surpass if everything goes right? Uh, well, I definitely think they can. They can surpass the Raiders for sure. Uh, you know, and the, and the Broncos. I mean, it's all going to depend on Russell Wilson. But I mean, he's he's getting up there in age. You know, I, I think they, you know, de definitely the the Raiders. All right, Shannon. Um, we've got one from Snowman here, and will the Steelers sign Landry Jones or will they draft two wide receivers? Um, <laughs> I th I don't think. Thanks for the five dollars. Um, I'm gonna try to correct 
snowman here. I'm going to guess that he was trying to type in uh, <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess that because he's talking about receivers. Or do you think they're going to draft two wide receivers or both? I see the value of picking up Jarvis Landry from the leadership aspect and the intensity, physicality. But if it had been three years ago, I'd have said yes. He's last two years, he's he's just suffered a lot of injuries. And that's very concerning because I don't think he's going to be cheap. Um so I would rather see them draft two receivers, maybe the second, fourth round. This is an incredibly deep class. And also, you know, maybe not try to coddle or or bring leadership to the, you know, they got some guys that don't always make the best decisions, and I'll leave it at that, um, in that wide receiver group. But if you bring in competition and talent like that they could in this draft class, you either the other guys are going to improve or they're going to get pushed down the depth chart. Not everybody needs motivated. Some guys need replaced. So I think that would, the evidence would be there if they can get two young receivers in there. You know, I would not be surprised if they draft the kid in the first round this year to play wide receiver with the way they have handled this entire free agency so far, I think it's really good. We got an oops and a sm- uh, laughing emoji from Snowman. So I think we were able to decipher that well. Um, <laughs> the uh, 4TL says, bad. he's asking about Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry. So there you go, <laughs> Landry and Joe. Okay, I didn't catch the Julio Jones. So thanks, 4TL. I appreciate that. Hey, it has been a rousing episode of the Steelers Hangover. Man, what are we going to be able to talk about next week? There's going to be some more moves because the Steelers have some more money. I'm really excited about this whole thing. We will, well, we need to uh, go ahead and take a uh, last minute super chat here. $10 from Garrett Slingerland. Garrett is a good friend of the show. The AFC West has great rosters, but that doesn't mean they'll be great teams. Remember Philly's dream team? Yeah, that was 2011. Or the Browns more recently. More often than not, it doesn't work out. Yep. That's that's very true. Somebody's going to have to win that division, and nobody's going to go six and zero oh in that division. So yeah, that's yeah. one thing that you've got to look at. So it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh yeah, it's going to be crazy, and yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if a team from another division wins the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think the AFC is is uh, right now superior. So thanks so much. We're going to have so much more to talk about for Tony Defio for Shannon White. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me narcissistic. Some people do. You can call me bad because of that. Some people do as well. But just don't call me not a Steelers fan. That's all I care about. So I'm checking out. This has been The Hangover. Thank you so much. And, you know, just when you think you've got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. Shannon White. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids. Hangover crew, out. Out.